0: But why not take my offer present it to the seller see what they do i don't know I'm I'll, I'll sure. welcome to another video in this watch me make offers live video series here on the channel where you get to look over my shoulder and watch me make offers on distressed real estate properties and this deal on today's video is a probate house that is listed for sale in riverside california now i do a lot of on-market deals where real estate agents are involved And every now and then, I can't get the agent to cooperate with me, and this is one of those agents. If you'd like to see how to not take no for an answer, this video is for you. Get ready to watch me make an offer to a difficult real estate agent, coming up.
1: This video is brought to you by 10K Club, a program that pays you $10,000 for finding ugly houses. Learn more at My10KCheck.com.
0: If you're new here to the channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the bell notifications so you don't miss new videos. Have you ever been intimidated to make offers when talking to sellers or agents? Have you ever had an agent or seller push back on your offer and you didn't know what to do? Have you ever been frozen about what to say or how to handle seller objections? If you have, welcome to the wonderful world of becoming a real estate investor. Not only is that normal and not only does that happen often in this business, it's to be expected. No going into conversations that difficult sellers and agents are common and not knowing how to handle that is normal accepting that reality is the first step to confronting the fear of rejection and the fear of not having the answers and the fear of looking stupid and the fear of not knowing what to do. Once you accept that sellers and agents are difficult and it's okay and you don't have to have all the answers, that allows you to then go through the experience, learn from it, make mistakes, try again and get better. Now do that enough times and it becomes second nature. But make no mistake, The only way to get better on the phones and talking to sellers and agents is to just do it. So before anything else, my pep talk to you as your virtual YouTube coach is to fail forward. Remember, every expert was once a beginner. Now in a minute, we're gonna cut to a live call with a difficult listing agent on a distressed probate house in Riverside, California. Now this was recorded at a live training event at my house with a group of partner students. If you'd like to learn how to work directly with me and partner on deals together, be sure to check out a free training to learn all about the details. Just go to fasttrackwithjerry.com. I want you to know that I buy a lot of distressed on-market properties with real estate agents involved, but did you know that you can wholesale on-market properties? Most people don't know, but think about it. On-market just means that the seller has agent representation to execute a purchase and sale agreement. Once you own the contract, you can do with it as you please. Same as off market, even assign it or wholesale it. And if you do, it has nothing to do with the agent. You find your buyer and assign it. With this deal in Riverside, California, I called the listing agent representing the seller. My intent was to go directly to the listing agent as an unrepresented cash buyer and offer him to represent me as motivation to work with me. Now this strategy is what I call the double dip technique. Rather than presenting my offer through a buyer's agent, I go directly to the listing agent and I ask him to represent me as a buyer on their own listing. Now this is technically called dual agency when a real estate agent represents both the seller and the buyer and not all agents will do dual agency, but for agents who will, it's a great way to motivate them to not only work hard to get your deal accepted because they will earn both commissions, but they will also call you about all of their distressed listings in the future. Now, if my double dip strategy is not crystal clear, then I want you to watch a video where I explain it and I break it down in greater detail. I'll put a link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. For now, just understand that I called the listing agent about his own listing to make an all cash offer. And keep in mind, the property was underpriced at $280,000, meaning it came out for sale below what local active cash buyers are willing to pay for it. How do I know this? Two reasons. The agent told me he had several offers at or over asking price. And two, when I comped the property and looked at what the after repair value was for the neighborhood, fixed up the home will sell in the 400s. So, let's cut to the call with the agent and whenever I call an agent about their listing After introducing myself as a cash buyer, I like to lead in by asking, what can you tell me about the property? Now, my hope with asking this question is that the agent will give me information to help me make a more informed decision. Take a listen. So what's the story on this one? How come it hasn't sold? It's priced right. I
1: put it on the market about six weeks ago, just before this virus thing hit.
0: So is that scaring everybody away?
1: No, I put it on the market. I have about 20 offers on it. I don't have anybody look at it. I have an open house from 11 to 1. And anybody that wants to make an offer has to, has to come and register me, so it, register with me so I don't have any blind offers. I know they've seen the
0: house, right? Yeah. So I have about, I don't know, 15 or 20 people are going to show up. All of a sudden, the tenant goes,
1: hey, how are you going to protect me against this virus? And so I had to cancel the open house. Also, the courts got shut down because it's yep. a probate.
0: Oh, this is a probate?
1: It's a probate, yes.
0: Is it been through probate? Like, is it ready to sell?
1: No, it's ready to sell. They have okay. to, they're authorized to sell it. Okay. On probate, we have an offer, we open an escrow, then the attorney has to notify all the heirs, and they have 30 days to respond to that. And then he has to get the, the judge to sign the final papers.
0: Are you waiting now to for an open house before you can accept an offer? Is that what you're doing? No, here's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I had
1: to put everybody on hold. Uh-huh. And then when the attorney says, hey, I think they're going to start opening the course, I think it's May 17th or something. So I figure it's going to be like a 45 to 60 day escrow.
0: But you don't want to so you don't want out. to accept an offer until you know that you can start that process?
1: No, we can't start that process until I accept an offer and open an escrow. And then we have a valid escrow. The attorney can send out that letter.
0: Why don't you accept an offer then?
1: Well, here's the problem. I can't get anybody in to see the house.
0: And why do you have to see it? Like, I don't need to see it. I've seen enough. I
1: know some people do. So here's what happened. I had these 20 offers. Most of them, you know, I had low-ball offers. I had offers more than asking price. Yeah. Some of them said, well, if I can't see the house, I don't want to see it. I don't want to do the offer. Uh-huh. I have to take it with the tenants in place. I don't want to do the offer. So I dropped
0: down to about five offers. OK. And I was getting ready to open escrow with one. And the guy changed his mind and says, Oh, no, I don't want the tenants. <laughs> So i put it back on the market today just to see what type of interest there is that okay so let me review what we learned so far we learned that this was a probate and that he has to accept an offer, open escrow, which means start the process of closing the property with a title company, and then following the legal probate process, it will take approximately 45 to 60 days to close. We learned that initially there were 20 interested buyers and he decided to do an open house so everyone could see the property at the same time. Now, that's actually really smart, especially since there is a tenant. Imagine trying to get 20 different people in the property at different times with a tenant living there. However, before the open house, COVID happened and he canceled the open house, which meant that only five investors were still interested in buying the property sight unseen. So then he accepted one of those offers, but due to the tenant occupying the property, the buyer ended up backing out because he didn't wanna buy it and inherit the tenant. Now I learned all of that in two minutes simply by asking the question, what's going on with the property? And notice how I wasn't afraid to ask questions Not only did I ask questions to try and understand, I actually challenged his way of doing things. I asked him, why don't you accept an offer? Now, just because an agent is doing this or that doesn't mean he necessarily has to or should do it that way. So ask questions and try to understand why they're doing what they're doing. And remember, agents are just as unpredictable and irrational as private sellers. So when his buyer backed out, he took it off market and then he put it back on market, which is when it caught our attention and the reason for calling to make an offer. Now I've been doing this long enough to know that when a property is listed for sale at or below its current as-is market value, it's going to get a lot of attention from local active investors. That means if I'm going to have any prayer of getting this deal, I need to act fast and I need the agent to catch the sense of urgency so that we can get my offer presented and accepted by the seller before other offers come in. Time is of the essence, and because I gathered the right information, I know that the two reasons why this property isn't already under contract is because you can't do a site visit with COVID, and you would have to buy the property with a tenant living in the home. Now, take a listen to how I address getting my offer submitted, ASAP, and how I address these two issues. Well, can you put an offer in for me? I don't care about seeing it or a tenant. i look at the picture.
1: It needs to be
0: gutted. Okay? I know how to rehab. Yeah, so I'm just going to rehab. Everything's going anyway, so I don't really care. So first of all, Ken, um, I'm unrepresented, so I would let, I'd like you to represent me as okay. my buyer's agent. Can you do that? Can you get both sides of the commission? Yeah. Could you submit the offer for me as my buyer's agent? Okay, so we would like to make an offer, let you represent us on it, but I'd like to have a contingency just so I can get my head around how to handle this tenant situation. Could, so could we do like a, I don't know, like a 10 day due diligence? So I told him I didn't need to see the property and that I would buy the house with the tenant. Now, the reality is I do need to see the property and I do need to understand how I'm going to evict the tenant prior to closing and buying the home or before I can wholesale the property to someone else. But both of those things can be figured out later. The way to handle that is to get an accepted contract and lock up the deal with a 10-day due diligence clause. Then after I get the contract secured, I'll deal with getting access to the property and figuring out the tenant issue. So let me pause a minute and share one of my main acquisition strategies when wholesaling and flipping houses that I talk about often on my videos and that is to do the least amount of work possible to get a contract and then after getting the contract, do a full analysis. This saves you countless hours working on deals that never go anywhere. For example, imagine if I were to wait and go see this property like all the other investors. Now I'm competing with 20 other investors. And let's say that I spend the time figuring out the tenant issue. I could potentially spend hours on this one lead just to make an informed offer and not get the deal because someone else got the deal out from under me or someone else overpaid. And trust me, there is always someone else who will overpay. Spending a lot of time on due diligence before getting a contract is not always a good use of time. Instead, I'm going to do minimal due diligence with a 10-day due diligence clause, and then once I have the contract, I'll work on overcoming these other issues. Now, if I find out something that makes it so my contract price doesn't work, I'll renegotiate or terminate the contract. Now, watch as I try to get this agent to make an offer to the seller for me. And what would you recommend we come in at an offer at? Like, what will get it done? I have quite a few
1: offers over asking. That's probably where it's going to go, and where it is, I don't know. And I can't
0: disclose other people's offers. I can't disclose your offer. Yeah, but since every since nobody's on the table, could you go in with a, like a full price offer and get get the sellers to agree to that?
1: No, because I got offers right now. I'm, I'm working on that. Might go. They're way over. But they're not way over. But they're over that.
0: But they pulled. But they're not. They've pulled back, haven't they?
1: Some of them are on the on the fence. No, I got a couple things working right now.
0: I'm just wondering if you went to the sellers and said, hey, these guys are solid, they're ready to go, full price, let's let's take it. Think I have to
1: present all the offers to the seller. He makes the decision.
0: Now notice I didn't just give my offer. I asked him what I need to offer to get the contract. Now I don't normally ask this question, but since I knew there was a lot of interest in the property due to it being underpriced, I needed him to coach me a little on what it would take to get the deal done. Now he responded by saying, I'm not going to tell you, which is fine. So then I asked him to present a full price offer to the seller. And this is where this deal went in the wrong direction. He told me there were previous offers that were over asking price. But then I reminded him that those offers were not currently on the table and that we should quickly present a full price offer to the seller. But he didn't want to do that. He wants to give everyone time to submit offers. So at this point, I could just throw in the towel, but... I don't give up that easily. Now watch again as I try again but this time at a higher price. Can you give me an idea where I need to be though? In 290
1: to 300 probably. I have one over 300, over 300. I think he's backed
0: out. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, that's what I mean like if we can go in with the seller, you know, do a $5,000 deposit, give me a few days of ins- of some kind of contingency just Okay, so I asked him again where I need to be. Now remember the first time I asked him where I needed to be with my offer, he wouldn't answer. This time he said two ninety to three hundred. Remember, it's listed for two eighty. So sometimes it pays to be persistent. Keep asking the same question, but he still doesn't want to present my offer to the seller. And this is where I start to get a little more bold. Take a listen. Why don't you do a little homework, then get back to me? I just don't want to wait around for you to take a higher offer. Can I just put it
1: on the back on the market here about three or four hours
0: ago. Yeah, but you'll well, get, get off.
1: About eight or ten
0: calls. Right. Yeah, so I don't want to well, wait. Job, my, basically my job is to get the highest and best offer I can for the seller. Yeah, but just keep in mind you're going to win more with me than anybody else because I'm letting you represent me. Let's do this. Let's um, if I've got a contingency, we can make a we can make a two ninety offer. Would you be able to do that? Oh, I don't know. It's not seller's decision. Well, I know. Will you present it though? Yeah, I'm telling, but I'll tell him. Since I'm asking you to represent me, you write it up you present it to the seller tell him hey i got a 290 cash offer you want to take it let's we could take this and and go to escrow but why not take my offer present it to the seller see what they do i don't know i'll talk to the seller. can you call the seller and say you have a 290 cash offer can you can you do that phone call I can do that. and then if he's like hey let's get it in writing then we'll get it in writing can we do that Yeah, when i get it Okay, that'd be great. Let's do that then.
1: I'll see what he says. I'll get back to you.
0: But let's do it right away before all these other offers come in. Uh, d-
1: you know, I'm going to give it to him verbally. I'm not going to write it Yeah, yeah,
0: there. that's fine. I get it. But
1: what soon as, you know, as soon as I get a hold of him, I'll
0: tell him. Okay, perfect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Now, I get what he's saying, and I respect that he wants to get the highest and best offer for the seller. That's fine. But why in the world would he not present my offer and let the seller decide, especially when he would earn double commission with me? So after multiple tries, it was apparent he did not want to present a written offer. But notice how I didn't give up. Finally, I got him to agree to verbally present my offer to the seller. Now, obviously, a verbal offer isn't as strong as a written offer, but it's better than nothing. And at least I got him to commit to doing that. And honestly, this is really common where agents do not want to present an offer. Usually, I run into this when I'm asking the agent to present a really low offer. So for whatever reason, when an agent doesn't want to take the time to write the offer, always go for the next best thing, which is a verbal offer. So I'll keep following up with this agent and we'll see what happens. The biggest takeaway though on this video is to not take no for an answer. Now, I know it can be intimidating to talk to uncooperative agents. You should have seen me when I first started. And to help you really get good at it, I created all of the scripts, including how to overcome objections when making offers with agents. Using this with practice, you'll be a pro in no time. Now to get this free resource, leave a comment below and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. Please give me the free agent scripts and I'll give you the download link. And hey, thanks for joining me on this video. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe with 500 plus videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And don't forget, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything God has in store for you. That's really what it's all about. And I'll see you on the next video.